Welcome to The Wired Wig, demystifying tech law trends and educating about law in tomorrow's society. In this episode, I talked to Claudia Neon, who recently took part in the annual Willem C. Viz International Commercial Arbitration Moot. Claudia and I went to Warwick University together and studied law. We were also in the same sort of mooting cohort together, so we had some mooting competitions. Taking part in the Viz Moot competition is an excellent opportunity for anyone who is studying law. For those of you who are confused what mooting is, mooting is when you have something in law which is a bit disputed either way. What Claudia has taken part in is an arbitration, and this is typically what is used in the business world to really resolve a commercial dispute. And the Viz International Commercial Arbitration Moot competition is really about focusing on resolving international commercial disputes in this sort of competition way. So typically, this moot competition takes place through a series of pre-moots around the world and then concludes with a final in Vienna. So unfortunately, with the situation at the moment, this had to take place online and it has given an excellent opportunity for us to really discuss what it's like for lawyers to arbitrate, moot, and really plead their case in an online environment. So I'm going to be talking to Claudia today about what the experience was like and what she really learned and what takeaways she has for other law students who might be put in this situation in the future and other lawyers who might have to plead for their clients online. Enjoy the podcast. So today I'm here with Claudia Neon and we're going to be talking about online disputes that are normally taking place in real life but due to changing circumstances at the moment competitions such as mooting are moving to online and we thought there were a lot of lessons to sort of share today about how advocacy can be done online and what the what are the drawbacks and how to really prepare for a different environment. So welcome to the podcast Claudia and I'm really glad to have you on today and to have this discussion with you. So in a sentence, could you explain to the audience what a moot is? Yeah, sure. Um, firstly, you know, thank you so much, Annabelle, for having me. Um, and in one sentence, a moot is basically a mock court hearing. Okay, fantastic. And how did you really get into mooting? Um, honestly, by pure chance, uh, I stumbled across an ad that our law society in work was advertising of a first year meet competition and the rest was history. Great and that's interesting because I think it's really the same with a lot of people it was the same with me sort of stumbled yeah. into mooting and then really enjoyed it so yeah and what is your favorite thing about mooting? Um, definitely the advocacy aspect of it I think it's just so much fun trying to craft an argument Mm -hmm. And, you know, like going through case facts, case law, and then sort of crafting an argument. And then on the day, you had that Grace Gentleman rush. So finally, like doing your, you know, doing, making your case and then hearing the other side, what they've got to say, and then, you know, having an answer to those questions. It's just pure adrenaline. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And it's that sort of feeling like no other as well, that you have to go and stand up and really plead your, your side yeah. of the case. And then when you can answer a question a judge posed to you, like really succinctly and in a really good way, it's just, it's just really, it's just like fantastic, isn't it? Yes. Like that feeling. I agree. So you, you recently did a moot online. So could you tell us a little bit about the Viz moot? 
So the this moot is essentially an international commercial arbitration uh, moot competition. Uh, a lot of people um, liken it to the Olympics of private international law in that a lot easily like 400 teams a year participate and there's a lot of international law that's used by the CISG and it's also a very international thing itself because in a way arbitration is very international or, or friendly friendly to international disputes. Okay that, that's really interesting because of course I did the Jessup mood which mm-hmm. I suppose is just the other side is more the moot court um, the world's largest international moot court competition whereas I suppose mm-hmm. I always saw this as being more commercial and more corporate but it also sounds really interesting in that way. No, you're definitely correct in that it is more uh, commercial and corporate because um, the moot problem is so large in that it's split into one being about um, procedural stuff, like you know an arbitration expert, whether the tribunal has jurisdiction, and the other half is what they call the substantive point of the law, like the commercial aspects. And this is probably where you pick and up... Um, the um, this being very commercial because that the commercial part is very very commercial okay okay that 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 would make sense then so I suppose this year it wasn't able to be facilitated in real life so how was it actually facilitated this year so uh, we the this organizers used a platform called in mediation I believe um yes and it was very the looks of it, it looked like it was a very new platform that, so it was probably like newly established company or something. Um, and they also used Slack as well, obviously for instances when um, um, there were like technical technical hearings, uh, technicalities and errors and people not showing up in terms of the webcam and all. So yeah, it was a combination of Slack and intermediation. Ah, I didn't, I didn't realize you also used Slack. At the yeah, time. I think it's more for the admin staff. Be like, you know, if there's any problems, like log into the Slack, let us know there. Yeah. But it's great to see uh, competitions like this utilizing platforms like Slack instead of email because it's so much easier to use for instant communication, I suppose. In yeah, the- yeah. And then you don't want to get all that uh, email um lost and stuff and all that because it's quite a big competition and like and I think on a day there was at least you know 300 people participating like it's very easy to get lost in um the numbers so yeah I agree amazing so let's talk a bit about the experience itself and how you found the Viz Moot competition online this year so how was it in comparison to an in real life moot uh, to put it <laughs> to put it succinctly, it was very different, very very different. I think uh, a few of us uh, on my team, especially, thought the um, not not so much the like the experience. Obviously, we weren't we weren't in Vienna, but we thought you know the advocacy would be the same. And we found out uh, much to our dismay that it was very very different. <laughs> so, how does online advocacy differ to in real life advocacy? Well, I can think of uh, three ways in which it differs. Uh, one being persuasion, second being presentation, and third being engagement. Okay. Um, on the point of persuasion, well, it's it's really hard to accurately 
pick up on whether a tribunal is persuaded on a point you're making. Um, it's quite common to have a mix of common and civil law judges on the same tribunal, in this at least. And from my experience, tend to be persuaded on different things or lose interest on different things. And for you as an advocate, it's really hard to pick up on when all this happens when you're doing it online. Um, in terms of presentation, I think for, for lack of a better word, a very cheap way to differentiate uh, online advocacy from in real life advocacy is that online advocacy feels a lot like you're talking to yourself. Yes. And <laughs> the way to have a moose uh, being a conversation on the law of a judge, um, as it's you know supposed to be, it, it's kind of lost when you're do- when you're doing it online. Yeah. Um, for example, um, there was some persuasive persuasive techniques I used in my online pleading that I just felt just didn't hit the same <laughs> when I was doing it online. Uh, I in my claimant pleading I had a point that I phrased as a rhetorical question and you know not gonna lie so that was my my best part the rhetorical question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, especially from experience when I was doing it pre-moots and things like that at uh, an LSE uh, LCI and moot for example and I remember I was doing it online and when I said the rhetorical question it kind of felt like I was just shouting into the void <laughs> like, <laughs> like I so it just felt very awkward uh, using the rhetorical question. So I can definitely say, like, just some rhetorical, uh, sorry, some persuasive techniques just and how you present them just change um, change remarkably from, you know, how it, how it lands uh, in real life when it does when you're doing it online. And on the point of engagement, I think in this sense, in one sense, online advocacy can swing in two ways. Uh, one, it either takes longer because, you know, judges, they would want to be polite. And, you know, like a Zoom call, you have to sort of mute, unmute yourself and you want to jump in. And that process of, you know, like muting, unmuting, butting in when someone's talking, letting them know you want to butt in, it's quite laborious and like time consuming. So I feel like mm-hmm. it, like it's just a, a longer process. And the other way um, online advocacy can swing is that you may come out of it sort of feeling like you engaged less of a judge than you would if you had actually done it on lo- uh, in real life. Because, you know, sometimes a judge, you know, being polite, they just might feel less inclined to ask you questions, yes. you know, and sort of just just sort of let, let the hearing happen. Um, so, yeah, it, it's the engagement part. It's, def- it's definitely something you'll pick up on when you do it, when you advocate online. Yes, I can definitely see how that would happen, actually, because normally judges, when they're asking questions, they are really sort of stepping on each other's toes as well. So I could imagine it would be hard for them first to actually unmute their microphone and sort of ask you a question to feel that they're not um, really getting away with in the way of your flow of your argument, but also that they're not going to talk over another judge. And I think yeah. like we, we spoke about this before that when you're mooting in real life, you have this sort of aura and your sort of sense of presence in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you put it in a really nice way that there's a certain gravitas about mooting in real life. And this is just one example that when that gravitas is taken away, when that presence is taken away, it's really hard for you then to engage those people. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think if you wanted to have a gravitas online, it's very easy for it to come across aggressive. Like I remember a lot of us in our team were just like, you know, it, it, it's really hard for you to not come across aggressive when you're trying to establish a presence online. Because I think, you know, we were, we were trained to have a presence when you are advocating and it's fine. We do it in real life, but online it, it's hard for it to come across, you know, aggressive. So overall in that sense, I think there's a lot less to play with um, in online advocacy. Uh, you're very much squared into factors like internet speeds, camera quality, speaking clearly, having good pace, simple analogies. And if, if real life advocacy was, you know, an, an impressionist, Monet painting, for example. I think online advocacy in that sense is very much like a, a graphic um, Mondrian piece. Not that I'm an expert or an art, or, <laughs> but I, I think that's just a very good analogy on, on the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So I suppose from your, from your perspective, having this experience, you can see the drawbacks? Um, I, I, guess, I guess drawbacks are one way to put it. I guess I just see a lot of differences as to what would make for good advocacy in general yes mm-hmm. um that makes any sense like you know now I feel like have having done the the mute virtually I can see how important it is to engage with a judge especially when meeting um in real life you know when I will um and I can just see how important you know, the small the small things are like picking up on someone's body language and eye contact and things like that. Um, so yeah, I don't think there are disadvantages because there definitely are a lot of advantages. I just think that you just don't go into an online mood thinking it will be the same. Like mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, you, you will you will probably need to be a different advocate in some loose sense in one way or another. You can't you can't really copy and paste your advocacy skills from yes, you know, exactly. real life offline to online. Exactly. And of course, one of the other sides of mooting online is that you're not in the same room as your team. So did you face any sort of problems with teamwork during this time when the moot was online? Yes. Um, I usually rely on my teammates to help me keep track of time and sort of nudge me when <laughs> time mm-hmm. is up. I love to yes. really have that. So uh, it was just really hard uh, to obviously do your own timekeeping. And then like, and also, and also your teammate usually would help you flip the pages. And in one of my pleadings, I would refer to lots of parts of the memo. And obviously I had to do it myself and flip through. It was just, yeah. And um, I, what we like to do in our team as well is like, we like to nod. <laughs> if a person is meeting, uh, I would, for example, I would nod at like what I would think her good bits are. So like I would sort of like look at her and then when she's saying something, I'd be like, you know, like nodding. And I've noticed whenever I nod, the judge would also tend to nod. <laughs> I, uh, I just felt like it just came across like, you know, I just sort of like times 10 <laughs> the mm-hmm. advocacy, uh, advo- abilities as an advocate. And I feel like that was kind of lost. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that, that's probably the biggest um, loss of advocacy um, from offline to online is definitely the teamwork part. Though, uh, well, now you've said that, I have been in a moot where the other team have been told off for, um, you know, 
nodding in agreement with the judge when the team has done something wrong or really shaking their head when they don't agree with something. And they've, mm. they've had points deducted for sort of um, bad etiquette in that way. And I suppose that wouldn't be shown on Zoom. Yeah, I think it's, because, yeah, like that's, that is so unprofessional. Like, I think if I saw someone do that, I would be so shocked. Like, like yes. you can't do that. And obviously, like, you could probably get away. And obviously, you can, you can like, cut openly, but you're having someone mute. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's questionable if you can still maintain that or project as much professionalism as you would, especially if, you know, we have functions like a mute button or you can't really see what we're doing, you know, below, you know, below the um, my neck, for example, because that's where webcam would see still. Yes, yes, exactly. What would be your main tip in making sure that anyone else who's going to be doing online disputes online or in a different sort of environment would be prepared? Don't expect that your ability as an advocate offline would just be transplanted seamlessly successfully and you know 100% into an online context because a lot of it will get lost um just using my point of rhetorical questions like that that just didn't land when I was doing it (laughs) online and I think you have to really count for that at points um so just sort of get used to like having you know maybe FaceTime a team member like getting used to it because you just you just don't don't do what I, um I did in terms of thinking that you can just you know walk in and it's going to be the same because it really isn't mm-hmm. um and also maybe I want to say it is a little easier to come across as being too aggressive in an online context because you know it's for the fact that you're when you're muting, everyone else is muted. You know, the attention is entirely on you. So there's a sense you don't have to make a point too, too many times. And I know in real life you, you, you can do that because, you know, so much is being picked up by people around you. You know, the judge sees your, 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 so much more of your body language and, you know, the advocacy is extended to, to points beyond what you're saying, but, you know, how you present yourself. And obviously when you're doing it online, all they hear is what you're saying and, you know, how you look like on that, you know, four inch by four inch screen. So just be a little careful in that you might, you know, sometimes it may be very easy to come across a little aggressive. So probably just presentation, there should be a greater emphasis on presentation and also pick up on what you are presenting. Yes, exactly. And I think one other thing is making sure that, you really understand the tool that you're going to be using as well. Mm-hmm. Because just by having calls with people on Zoom, on Hangouts, on like all of these different video conferencing tools, sometimes some people that I will have calls with uh, at work, they don't know how to use the tool. And it can be really just flustering for them. And normally when you're in a muting situation anyway, especially in a competitive situation, you're stressed. And if you're doing this for real as a lawyer, you're going to be even more stressed. So it's just really important to log on and check what it's like and understand where the buttons are. So you can turn your video off or you you can mute yourself. And then that sort of bizarre nature of the whole thing is taken away as well. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Thank you, Claudia. That was a great insight into you doing a moot online and also advice for anyone else who's going to do an online dispute. So thank you for sharing your takeaways and how you really found it. And speak to you soon. Yeah, no, once again, thank you so much, Annabelle, for having me online. And uh, we shall catch up soon. I'm Annabelle Pemberton, and you have just listened to the Wired Wig podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts or different ideas of who could be on the show, we are open to suggestions at the Wired Wig page on Anchor, where you can message us, as well as messaging us directly through our Instagram profile at the Wired Wig.